Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. It's 134 in Edmonton. Uh, we are celebrating oil country in White Court, Alberta today. We're at the Boston Pizza on Highway 43. So far on the show, we've had our Oilers now headliner, Kevin Lowe. Uh, Jason Strudwick joined us on today's show. Our Oilers now headliner brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. So in the first hour, uh, Cam Moon did a hit from the rink. Uh, at Rogers Place, the rink, uh, at Rogers Place. Um, and then we had uh, Kevin Lowe and uh, Jason Strudwick. We heard from Tim Shipton, Executive Vice President of the Edmonton Oilers Organization, explaining celebrating oil country. Uh, Mark Spector uh, joined us. Uh, then we had uh, Jack Michaels still to come in the next half hour of the show. He's uh, now based in White Court for years. He did play-by-play of uh, Saskatchewan Huskies football. Uh, we'll hook up with uh, Edmonton-based radio product Neil Shuchuk. And at this time, we'll head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline and hook up with David Staples from the Cult of Hockey. Hello, David. How are you? I'm great, Bob. How are you? Good. Busy show. Yeah, uh, busy Busy, busy show. Lots to get to. Uh, and, and let's start it off. Um, we're three games into the season. Should there be room for concern here? One and two start, David. What do you think? I mean, I, I, I you know, look, you've got you've got the Cult of Hockey website. It has a big following. You've got, uh, you know, people respond to the stuff you put out there. What's your sense of where the market's at right now? Well, people are worried, but I think there's a tendency to, we're fans, right? We're emotionally involved. And when they lose, people get worked up. But I think if you look at it a little bit more, take a step back, the the biggest problem going forward is Holloway's injury. I mean, if Dylan Holloway's injured, that has repercussions 10 you know, if it's a bad injury, we don't know. But overall, the team, they, Bob, they could easily be two and one, two wins and one loss. Right. Um, they, they, you know, when it came to, like, the very, very best five-alarm scoring chances, you know, shots that are going to go in about a third of the time, yep. the Oilers had 13 of them last night. The Sabres had five. So this was clearly a case of the Sabres having a red-hot goaltender who stoned the Oilers, and this happens in the NHL two or three or four times a year. You're just going to you're gonna run into, like, like even an unknown, you know, relatively unknown guy like Comrie, by NHL standards, he's just going to stand on his head and he's going to stop you. The Oilers had 
had all kinds of incredible scoring chances that game, and they just couldn't beat the goalie. They played great in a lot of ways. I mean, you get the, you get thirteen. They had eighteen grade A shots in total, and thirteen of them were the, of, of the very highest yeah. quality. You'd expect them to score five, six, seven goals uh, on a night like that. So easily cr- could have won that game. Yeah, what's crazy, David? I had Edmonton with six grade A's in the first period. And yeah. then kind of a, a quiet second period of just two or three, and then nine or ten in the third period. So I'm with you. I had roughly the same amount of numbers. I, and I said on the show, 80% of the time you win that game. They ran into the hot goaltender. I know they got to improve a little bit uh, on the defending here. I, I think that's that's fair to say. Um what do you see that's going right? What do you see that's going wrong? Well, let's, you mentioned the defense. So they seem out of sync. The, the pairs, the, the, all the pairs don't seem like they're, you know, Nurse and Cece played together. Um, and um, they just seem a little out of sync, even though Nurse and Cece played together. Um, Cece's off to, you know, he's had, he's had a few iffy moments. Nurse had the one moment where he got walked by uh, Tage Thompson, which was just a fantastic move. But um, so, so the second pairing of Murray and Bouchard completely out of sync. Yeah. And that doesn't seem like a pairing that's going to work because they're neither of them's an overly physical player, and it just strikes me that you're going to need a little bit more, uh, you know, grit with, with Bouchard than Ryan Murray's going to offer. Barry and Kulak are they're they're okay, but they're not they're not playing their best game yet either. So so all the defense pairings are out of sorts. The good news on defense is that Darnell Nurse is healthy again, and although he did have the one bad play, I mean he caught up to the um, can't remember who I might have been Tuck on the breakaway and he. I'm First breakaway, yeah. And Open knocked up. his stick and, and uh, stopped that the best shot from happening. He's flying out there, Bob. It is such a relief to see Darnell Nurse with wheels again after watching him in the playoffs last year. He, you know, he was just half the player that he normally is. So he was flying um, last night. He, he, I thought he actually played, other than the, the one uh, goal against, I thought he played a, a, a good to great game out there. And uh, that's good to see because, you know, obviously Darnell Nurse is their number one defenseman. He is a top, he's in the, I think, the top 10 defensemen in the NHL and they need him to play that way and he looked like that to me last night I know he got some criticism but I thought he I thought he looked great flying out there yeah I thought he had a pretty good game overall as well David Stables joining us call to hockey David how would you assess the goaltending from your perspective well, they've had some good moments. I mean, Campbell played well in the first game after letting in those goals. He and gave him a Skinner chance to well. win. He gave him a chance yeah, to win. Exactly. So he, I'll give him that. And Skinner played well in the second game. But in each game, the goalie has let in, uh, one goal or goalie has let in kind of a, what I would call a grade B scoring chance shot. Like, these are these are tough shots. But they're shots that you would normally expect a goalie to save. And that's uh, Miller's shot in the first game, uh, Stone's shot in the second game, and um, and um, I don't, think Jack, shot last I don't think Jack Campbell ever saw Stone shot in the second game. Yeah, th- there's controversy about that. I think from looking at the replay, I I think he did see the sh- like it, it seemed like he had a clear line of sight on it. But then he might have the shot might have got lost as it went through some players on the way to the net. But it looked like he could have moved in the right direction at least. Anyway, they've been letting in what I think just you can't have that every single game, Bob. A, a, a goal that's kind of questionable against your team that's going to get you. And I think it's the difference between them being two and one right now and um, one and two. I think we're all hoping for greater balance from the Oilers forwards. Um, you know, yeah. I'm liking what we're seeing out of Hyman. Obviously, McDavid and Drysdale both have six points in the first three games. Um, I was hoping for a little bit more push. What do you think? 
Well, those three, Hyman has been outstanding, and McDavid and Drysaddle are themselves. They've been great, although Drysaddle had some rough uh, moments with the puck, uh, giveaways with the puck last game. But he also created, like, 11. He was also in on 12 grade-A scoring chance shots for the Oilers, so he, on the attack, Leon Drysaddle was fantastic last night. But, Bob, uh, Kane has been, um, he's been slow out of the gate in most of the games, of slowly warming up. Nugent Hopkins uh, needs to provide more at even strength. He struggled as an even strength scorer two years in a row. Yeah, he's got a he's got a he's got to bear down and give more at even strength. It's as simple as that. And then the then the supporting cast has given very little as well. They just have not been coming through. And then we have this. You know, I don't know what the latest update on Holloway is, but that was uh, that was hard to see. That was hard to watch a guy get hit. I think it was a legal hit. It was legal, I should say. It, I th- it was a legal hit. Yeah. It was a hard, tough play. Um, it and it that was, was hard a tra- to see, though. And it was a train wreck collision, as it turned out. Like it was yeah. a relation because it, it ended up knocking Labushkin out of the game as well. Uh, and I, I would be surprised if Holloway plays tomorrow night, frankly. I think we're looking at probably the weekend before he's back in there. So we'll have to wait and see. And, and, but I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of been gone from a guy that we were really excited about to a guy who's been kind of taken out of the mix here, David, through a confluence of events. Well, there was a bad turnover in the first game. Uh, I think it might have been his first shift in the first game, and it just went yes. south from there. He never really has rebounded from that. And um, listen, we saw in preseason all the tools of a strong NHL forward. I think that player's there, so they just have to nurse him along. They've got to figure it out and, and help him um, reach his A game again uh, when he's facing some tougher competition here. But I think he's. I, I think he, if he's not uh, too injured here, and my, if he's back in, in a week, you know, seven days or a week from now, that's good because I thought it might be worse than that. But um, there's a player there, Bob, and he's going to help out uh, as the year goes on. All right, look, we got a lot to get to. Uh, how do people follow you, David? Uh, they can follow me at the Cult of Hockey or at D Staples on Twitter. David, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bob. Bye bye. It's one forty-three at Edmonton. Uh, we're going to go to some texts here in the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Bob Stoffer joining you from the Boston Pizza uh, on Forty Highway Forty-three. We're in White Court, Alberta. Bob Nurse is a top ten defenseman and played a good game last night. Question mark. He got walked for goodness sakes. David Staples is delusional. Don't blame the goalies. That one comes to us from Mark in St. Albert. Uh, Bob, the Avalanche went 2-2 two and two versus Arizona last season. Good teams can't win every game. Tampa Bay was up 2-0 against Philly last night. They lost 3-2. Relax, Oilers fans. That one comes to us from Coach Mike. Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. Lee says, Bob, is it possible that these injuries may be exposing the depth of the Oilers and a trade may be soon in the works just so the Oilers can have a full roster? Well, part of the issues that Edmonton has is cap space. And this is why some people thought, you know, would Yesa Pugliarvi get uh, uh, moved at some point uh, during the first half of the season? I think it's got to be stated. Jesse's had a couple chances. He's had a couple decent looks. I mean, I look at Yesa Pugliarvi and Connor Yamamoto as the 6'7 forwards on the Edmonton Oilers hockey team. 
You know, for me, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, Kane. Kane's got to get going up front. He's got to put some pucks in the net. He's had some opportunities here. Hyman, you know what you're going to get on a game-by-game basis. He works his tail off. But David and Dreisaitl will create regardless of who they play with. We know Nugent Hopkins has to be better 5v5 in terms of pulling the rope a little bit more. But that said, he's an incredibly important player in special teams, a facilitator on the power play and a good penalty killer. Um you know, Ryan McLeod has bounced between third line left wing, third line center, fourth line center. They're going to need more out of McLeod, but he has scored in the first three games of the season. Uh, and then that brings us to Yamamoto and Pugliarvi. Yamamoto had a chance last night. Pugliarvi's had a couple chances. They haven't scored so far. Uh, Jay in Grand Prairie says, I'm shocked how bad the Oilers have looked this year. Time to blow it all up again. I don't think that's going to uh, happen. Uh, again, um, uh, Jeff says, I'm not concerned about the start of their season, but disappointing given all the hype given to them from sports announcers, which include you, Bob, building them up way too much too early. I'm sure they'll come around and be a great team, but every year we see the same hype, uh, how they're going to uh, uh, gonna grow. Uh, let's temper the expectations before they hit the ice. Jeff, I said last year to uh, the derision of many that the Edmonton Oilers would win 50 games. They won 49 games last year. I'm, I said this year the Oilers would win 47 to 52 games. I will stand by that. The Oilers will win 47 to 52 games. When we come back, white court broadcasting legend, Neil Shuchuk, uh, an Edmonton area product, and will also uh, have this day in Oilers history. It's 146 in Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Kiss fans are pumped here in that lead-in. Welcome back. That's a nice return. If you're looking for a great Oilers road trip, you can join Oilers now in Las Vegas this January to see the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights in some famous Vegas attractions. This new West travel package includes airfare, three nights at the five-star Cosmopolitan Hotel and the Vegas Strip game tickets. Welcome reception with yours truly. You never know who's going to show up at the welcome reception. We've had... Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Some great players over the years show up. For the Oilers Now Hockey Roadie, reach out to newwesttravel.com. We are live celebrating oil country, uh, and we are in White Court, Alberta. We're at the Boston Pizza, and we're going to go to this day in Oilers history for New West Travel. And reminder, uh, again, in uh, January, join Oilers Now, three-day roadie in Vegas. Here is Brendan Escott at the 630 Jed Studios. Let's go back to 1979. The Oilers win for the first time as an NHL franchise, beating Quebec 6-3 at Northlands Coliseum. Blair McDonald leading the way with the franchise's first NHL hat trick. All right. Do you want to mention Royal Pizza, Pizza Pasta, and so much more? Edmonton owned and operated for over 50-plus years. They've been a part of Oilers now for all 11 seasons on 630 Jed. For a menu and a list, there are 15 Edmonton and area locations. Four in Calgary. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. The staff recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean Chicken. Our next guest I've known for over 25 years. That's something. That's amazing. Uh, he was a longtime uh, radio play-by-play voice of the 
University of Saskatchewan Huskies football program, which used to beat my beloved Golden Bears on a fairly regular basis. He's been uh, stationed in uh, White Court for a number of years now. He works with uh, a different radio cluster uh, with the Patterson Group, and we welcome to the show. Now, you're not really a White Court broadcasting uh, legend, Neil Shuchuk, is that correct? I tell a lot of stories. But not on the air anymore. But not on the air anymore. So, <laughs> but it's the same stories over and over and over again. And you're you are a huge Oilers fan, is that right? Uh, well, you can tell. Yes, yes. born and raised uh, Edmonton boy. Yes, lived in Saskatchewan for twenty some years. But uh, Oilers uh, through and through. All right, you got the Mark Messier jersey going on. What does it mean for this community to have the Oilers come up here? And I mean, how long have you been here now? It's been over a decade, right? I, uh, since two thousand six. All right, so it's been sixteen years that you've been here. Because uh, how long were you in, in Melford? Twenty. Six years. Twenty six years in Alpha. You're you're in like the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey Hall of Fame, right? Yeah. That's what I, I yeah, are you the worst player that's actually the, it? the worst player to make it to the SJHL Hall of Fame. There we go. Because I'm a broadcaster. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, so what uh, circling back for the, this community to have the order entourage out here and Kevin Lowe and, and it, Jack Michaels and Jason Strudwick and all that. Well, what's it like? Bob, it's absolutely amazing. And and I, I go back to, I went up to Kevin Lowe and I said, you know, I watched the first Oiler game and you scored the first Oiler goal. And he looked at me and said, well, you must you must be pretty young. And I started, I said, no. I said, but that's the whole fabric of what being an Oiler fan is. Like, we, right. we just, everything is interconnected. And then we I start talking with, the, you know, the, everybody that's been, been up here, and they're part of the economic forum today, and they're doing some skills competitions with people, and and they're doing presentations. It's like, wow. And I, and I said to Stu, I, I said, how, how do I explain this? That even if you're a white court Wolverine or you're a kid that has to make a choice about where you want to play junior A hockey, and all of a sudden you hear about today, and you go, boy, the Oilers, they're making a big splash in white court. There's got to be a reason. Right. And all of a sudden, if it helps at that junior A level, yeah. or it helps in the development of what's a great minor hockey program here, and, and the minor hockey association that works, and give them some publicity, wow. How, there's like, how many people live here right now? Um, I'm going to say we're just under 10,000 now. Um, I mean, we had peaked up around 11,000, but with acreages around the area, probably around 15,000 people. And when you first came here in 06, what were they at? Eight or 9,000? Yeah, yeah. Right. It, and, and then was we were growing at about 5% every year. And then the 2014 hit. And, and slowed down yeah, a bit. So down. Uh, I, I mentioned I worked here in 87 with less, I mean, had to find a high point because we were in a valley. Uh, we were working, we were planting trees. I was with Suga Reforestation at that time, and we, uh, we were working for Miller Western. And I, I, want, I wanted to listen to Detroit Edmonton playoff game with Rod Phillips. Imagine all those years later, I would be the two doing the color with Rod. How wild is that? Uh, but it was, you know, it's just, you know, it's it's a different world out here. But it's not easy for, and I'm just wondering about the Junior A team. How long have they had the Junior A team now? Well, they had the Junior B team and then Junior A team. And um, uh, they've gone through two ownership groups now. And Jason's doing an amazing job making inroads with the community. But uh, Brent Stark was the previous owner. Okay. Uh, and he's moved now to the city. So, uh, but there's a, a good culture. Uh, and, and how do they draw? Um, they've had a struggle since since the pandemic. Huh? Right. You know, it's and it's building back up. I know this year the numbers are better, but still uh, not at the numbers that we saw five six years ago. Yeah. 
So it's it's a tough it's a tough road to hoe. All right, one final one for you because we got to wrap up the show here. Uh, we got about forty seconds. Still keep an eye on those uh, beloved Saskatchewan Huskies. They got a pretty good. They might win the Vanier Cup this year. Well, I I tell you what, I I do, and I I talk to Brian Towers every once in a while, and and to see Scott Flory, who was a, an old lineman when you and I were doing play by play of those Husky glory years, and had a and, long CFL career. Yes, and and was an old lineman of the year. Uh, yeah, made the All Star team several times. He's doing a just a fantastic job, and. Uh, you know, undefeated. They got a good and, team, and they got a really good team. So, uh, yeah, I, I keep my eye on them. There's always a soft spot, a soft spot for for the U of S Huskies. But uh, a big thank you to the Oilers for uh, giving Whitecourt uh, a much needed spotlight day today. And uh, uh, like I say, it's it it's really a, a bonus and is going to benefit our our minor hockey program and the Whitecourt Wolverines as well. There you go. That is Neil Shuchuk, who's here in Whitecourt. Uh, he's uh, a senior manager for the Patterson Group. Uh, so they're cross promotes. <laughs> you like that? That worked for you? We've had it all going on. Hey, guess what we got coming up tomorrow on Oilers Now? We got the general manager of the Carolina Hurricanes, Don Waddell. Louis DeBrusque will join us for GCL Diesel. John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports Night, and here's Brendan Escott. You will hear from NHL Hockey on Rogers analyst Kelly Rudy, former 12 year CFL vet and current color analyst for the uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomb. On CJOB, that's Doug Brown. There we go. A very good uh, defensive tackle that came out of Simon Fraser. Up next, a uh, global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, then the 6.30 Chet afternoons of Jalen and I. Special thanks to uh, 6.30 Chet and chorus engineer Sean Elford for uh, helping uh, set us up, and Jack Michaels for being a, a great teammate and listening to all my stories on the drive up and drive back. We'll be back live tomorrow at Rogers Place and rejoin you at noon with Oilers Now Tomorrow as we set up Edmonton and Carolina. So long, everybody, from White Court. Got a hook, Captain,